If you would like to know different strategies to improve your quality life during your cancer journey, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Taking Charge of My Cancer podcast, where I'll be interviewing different healthcare professionals, cancer survivors, and I'll be teaching you different resources, tips and solutions so you can get the best outcomes while dealing with cancer. Welcome to Taking Charge of My Cancer podcast, episode 23 already. I am Dorley Muñoz, your host, and I have the pleasure to introduce you to an amazing, not just lymphedema therapist, but the executive director of the National Lymphedema Network, Janet Soccer. Janet holds a doctorate in physical therapy from New York University. She, she received her lymphedema certification from Klaus Norton School of Lymphatic Therapy in 2002 and started her career at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in 2003. She developed the lymphedema therapy program at Main Campus, which had expanded to span multiple sites through New York and New Jersey. She advanced through the clinical levels from a staff physical therapist to a patient therapy supervisor in 2012. A resolution was passed in New York to start honoring her for outstanding advocacy and promotion of lymphedema awareness. In 2019, Jeanette left um, MSK to become executive director of the National Lymphedema Network, where she continues her dedication to the lymphedema community. She strives to promote lymphedema awareness, clinical excellence in lymphedema management, patient empowerment, and clinical engagement. So I'm so excited to have you here with us, Jeanette, and thank you so much for doing this with me today. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dealey, for inviting me. It's really an honor. And uh, I, I hope that I can add something um, to this community. Awesome. So you want to tell us why did you become a therapist and work with oncology? Uh, well, um, okay. So if I were to answer, if I were to answer this question, honestly, um, in high school, like, I wanted to be a doctor as many people wanted, you know, to do at some point in their life. Um, but I definitely did not want to have the stresses and the responsibility, the life or death decision-making and the schedule that, you know, a doctor usually has. So, um, so then I thought that the next best thing was to become a physical therapist where you can still have a nice balance of your own life and yet do great and be in healthcare and, uh, and really be able to give back to the community. So um, ever since I was in high school, I knew that I wanted to become a physical therapist. And so uh, when I went to NYU, um, the year that I entered into NYU, it was a transitional year where the physical therapy program was now transitioning to the doctoral program. So my year was very unique in the sense that when you um, applied to NYU, into the physical therapy program. It was a six year program. And it was from, you know, straight through from freshman all the way through grad school, um, six year uh, undergrad and two years of grad. Um, and so uh, I that's, that's how I became a physical therapist. Awesome. Were you ever planning to do something different besides just being in healthcare at all, anytime? Oh, you know, I mean, I, I, I have, you know, I feel that there's so much in life, like there's so many things that are just so interesting. I mean, 
Like I, I at one point really wanted to do something with art. Um, I love to paint and I love like, you know, ceramics and sculpture. And so that was something that I definitely considered at one point in time. And, and since I didn't necessarily pursue that, you know, I try to incorporate that into my current position as executive director with graphic design and the website development. And I, I feel so I've been able to really, you know, incorporate some of that into um, my current role. Um, I also, you know, at one point in time wanted to become a teacher. Um, I love education and I love being able to, you know, just help somebody understand something that, you know, um, they need to understand or want to understand and they just couldn't. And so I, again, I feel as though, even though I didn't take that route um, as a career path, I am also able to incorporate that into my position with, you know, lymphedema education. And so I feel as though, you know, I just landed up exactly where I needed to be. Awesome. Awesome. Great answer. Will you give us three valuable tips that you learned about your journey? Well, three things, um, you know, there's so many, right? Like life is just one big lesson after another. And, um, so three things that I think, um, would benefit anybody, um, are as follows. The first is, you know, I think that you have to have amazing, like, self-belief in yourself, like to the point where it's almost irrational. Like if you don't believe in yourself, like how is it possible for you to accomplish anything or do anything or, um, you know, um, get from A to B or, you know, reach your targets, it, no matter what it is in, in, in life, right? It could be as simple as like cutting hair. It could be like day to day. It could be a physical fitness goal. It could be a whole organizational goal, um, something at work, something with your career. Um, so, but no matter what, if you don't have a solid sense of self, um, to the point where it's almost irrational, it's like, how can you possibly move forward and actually achieve what you want to do? And I'll just give you a quick example, right? So, so, so it, it goes without saying in terms of how it's important for the level you know, um, that I'm at in terms of the National Lymphedema Network. That goes with that saying. But an, another example of how it could be applied is during the pandemic, obviously, you know, we just had to like sit tight and hunker down and not do some of the normal things that we would normally do, such as like, for example, getting a haircut. So um, I decided to cut hair for my entire family. And um, I had, I, looked at a picture in terms of what my family wanted. I copied it and I was like, I can do this. This is so easy. And so to this day, I still cut my family's hair and they, and they have been able to go back to the salon or get like a professional, you know, licensed, um, hairstylist to do it, but they still prefer how I do it. So oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. and you're going to, again, apply that to anything. Uh -huh. Awesome. The second thing is, um, I would say, you know, action over planning will always be what will move you forward. Like you can, you know, I mean, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and, and I still have many things where I will plan to the point where it's almost paralyzing. And um, at some point, um, you just have to dive right in and start to take action and see where it goes. And that's how you'll learn and you'll be able to like, mold things as as you go along you'll be able to tweak things and and to be able to move forward but 
if you were in the planning phase to the point where it's perfect, you will have missed out on so many things and you will have missed out on opportunities and um, and you could be planning forever. And then when you execute, it often doesn't go according to plan because you, you won't know what's actually needed until you're actually in it. And so, um, so you know, like along with this, another valuable lesson that's very closely related is that I've learned to just, for the most part, jump right in and fail fast. Like you can't be afraid of failure. And so, you know, you jump right in and you figure you're probably going to fail at at least one or two components, if not the whole thing, you might, you might very well fail, but then you know what, hurry up and fail and then learn from it, do it again, do it better. And then eventually when you get to doing it like a million times over, you know, obviously that's an exaggeration, you'll, you'll do it well. Yep. Yep. And that's, that's a really good point that I know you said, you know, from your your position right now and, you know, what you represent now, but as well, this is a perfect example for our audience out there, right? Yes, no. absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think, I think that's a, I think my story is pretty interesting in terms of how I came into this position, you know. The, the organization was um, going through like a leadership change and um, and and basically it, it it eventually came down to me taking it on or or not at all. And like, in other words, if I didn't take it on, the, the NLN might not be able to continue. And at the time that this opportunity presented itself to me, I was merely a clinician. I was a lymphedema therapist at a hospital setting. And, you know, without any nonprofit experience, no leadership experience, like I didn't know how to run an organization. I didn't know how to, you know, do a lot of the things that are required of me in this current role. Um, but, you know, I believed in the cause and I, and I thought that that would be enough of a compass for me. Um, and you figure if you can just have like the guiding principle of wanting to make this world a better place, and focusing your efforts on a particular community, being the lymphedema community, then if you use that as your guiding compass, then how wrong can you go? And so far, it's served me well, and it's proved that it is enough so far. And awesome. hopefully- it you, You've been doing an amazing job. I start doing oncology for the last what, 13 years. And so I remember when I went the first time to the first NLN, uh, you were not there yet. How long have you been on the NLN now? Well, the first conference that I put together was 2019. Okay. Okay. So again, has been a, a really, really nice change. So, and then of course we have the opportunity to work together when you've been very kind to invite me to be a speaker on your conference and, and you're amazing. I mean, you really are able to like, you know, support us and, you know, again, like we went through men presenting to, through COVID, right? Zoom presentation. And it's like, oh my God, like, how do we do this? And then what if the system fell? And what if the communication is not good? And what if the Zoom falls down? And, and you've been really challenged by all this versus doing it in person, right? So, and then you did it in like mix up between like, you know, Zoom and in person. So it has been really a nice change. So you've been doing a fantastic job. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for your kind words. And thank you so much for, you know, being supportive and just, you know, rolling along with me. So I, 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 it's, it's so great. Like every time I, you know, do a conference, I get a chance to work with amazing therapists like you. And, you know, I'm able to like really see how you grow and how everybody else grows in their own, you know, um, sector and in their own specialty. And like, even you with this podcast. So I'm, I'm really so excited to be a part of it. Thank you so much for being part of it. How about the most painful lesson that you learned to your journey? Yes. So, you know, um, so another thing that I've learned is that I, I believe that you should treat every relationship with the same respect and sanctity as marriage. So in other words, even with people within your organization, you have to think of it like a marriage, each and every single person. You're marrying each you know, person that you welcome to the organization. And I think that I think that just like a regular marriage relationship, you need to date first. <laughs> <laughs> and then you need to maybe, you know, be more intimate first before you make that lifelong promise. Because, you know, the people that you surround yourself with, it's it, it, it will determine how successful you are because you can have somebody who's totally negative, who does not support you. And every single interaction will be so laborious and it will be so challenging and it won't let you move forward. And then, you know, when, even if you have somebody who you want to just maybe turn a blind eye to, right? Because maybe they're not as productive. So then you just kind of say, okay, I'm just going to ignore this person. But then if you think about it like a journey, right? You're on this boat. You don't want to have any dead weight on the boat. You want every person rowing, moving you forward, giving you momentum. And um, and so I guess what I'm saying is, is that, you know, I have definitely welcomed some people into my circle that I did not necessarily want to be there. And um, and so now I'm very careful. So I I go through this long process. It's it's like before before you come into my circle, it's like years. <laughs> <laughs> you better be a long day. We are going to have a long engagement and I'm going to see what it's really like to work with you before you come in. in, in you know. but, but once you have, once you surround yourself with the people who are each like putting in um, their little bit of effort and at the very least, even if it's not action, but they are there and they're positive and they're supportive, that's enough too. Like that's needed too. The appreciation, you know, the 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 kind words, like that is all energy that that you know contributes to the whole mission. And um, and so that's what I would say. I would say choose the people that you welcome into your circle very wisely because it makes or breaks your entire day, your entire mission, your entire career, your entire everything, your whole existence. Exactly. And as our patients go through a very difficult times, and we always talk about this, you know, don't do it alone. Just really bring in all that people in your circle. And you're absolutely right. You want to bring people who is positive. You don't want to listen or go. I sometimes I say to patients all the time, go and go to a support group, but I want you to go to a support group who is positive. I don't want you to be listening to the negative and all the bad things that happen to somebody because it's going to be more scared because you don't know what 
are you walking into it until you're in it? Absolutely. Have all that positive circle around you that is what's going to help you going through this process. So absolutely. Yes. You know, and another thing I'd like to say about that, which is a great point, is that, you know, I think that patients should feel empowered to choose their healthcare providers, right? Like it's the same thing that I was saying before, like the, 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 the lymphedema therapists that they choose, they're going to be in that relationship for a long time. The doctor that they choose, they're going to be in that relationship for a long time. And so, you know, I think that patients should feel empowered to make sure that first of all, before you even have choose a doctor to do your surgery, to do, let's say it's cancer treatment because if it's oncology, right. Um, to do your therapy, to definitely make sure that, you know, you check them out, have a nice little conversation and see if there's chemistry, see if there's somebody, if this is somebody who you want to marry, to see if this is someone who you want to be in this journey with you for the long haul. That's Yeah, that's so true. Um, Is anything that you have that will be of value for our audience and will you share it with us? You know, I I think um, I think if I were to share a universal message, um, I, I would say that I think that everybody needs to just realize that they are enough, right? I mean, if you think about like all the things that like trigger us, like things that we do sometimes we go down the wrong path and it's often something that might be from childhood where we thought that we weren't smart enough intelligent enough pretty enough beautiful enough healthy enough fit enough whatever it might be there's always something that seems to be like lacking and because of that we we strive for things that aren't necessarily um what we need you know, if we just realize that we're perfect just the way that we are and that all we need to do now is to pursue what makes us happiest, pursue what makes the world a better place, then it frees us up a little bit more. And it also takes the pressure off. You no longer feel like you have to prove something to yourself because you're, you don't need to. Yep. And so I feel as though if, if everybody were to remember that, like it just, makes it a lot easier the whole journey of life yep absolutely great message that's awesome um how can people find you and i will put that in the description on the podcast like i'll put the information that you already sent me but if you if somebody wants to find you how can they do that (laughs) the short answer is not easily i actually don't want to be found i'm a very private person i like a small circle of people in my in my life in my daily life, I don't want to be found. I, I, I actually, I like on my day-to-day basis, all I care about is my immediate family, one or two good friends and everybody else. Like, I don't want you to find me. <laughs> so, <laughs> if they want to find you to ask for this specific information, can they go to NLN and then get through you? Definitely. definitely. If, if it's professional or related, absolutely. Yes, professional. They can definitely um, reach out to our our hotline or our NLN account, and um, we will eventually get back to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) About three books that you would recommend the audience. See, I I, I really like to read dearly, so I found it hard to keep it to three. So I'm going to share five. Okay. Okay. 
The first is um, what I'd like to share with everybody is I'm, I'm a minimalist. I like to have like minimal decision-making. Um, so like my wardrobe is very minimal. I always wear black. I keep things simple. I don't like clutter. I don't like anything in the house that doesn't have to be here. So um, the first um, book that I would like to recommend to everybody is the and allow me just to make sure that I have the title correct. It is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. Now, she she has like a whole series on Netflix now too. And she, you know, she does a lot of other, um, she does podcasts and, and all these other courses. But I read this book at the time when it first came out and before like you know, an organization became like a sensation. And, you know, I think if everybody were to really just, you know, declutter and keep things minimal and to really have their their physical environment organized, I think that it's life-changing and it makes life so much easier. So that's the first book. The second book I would say is um, Triggers by M Marshall Goldsmith. And this is all about like understanding the things that trigger you essentially, essentially, like what makes you upset all of a sudden, what makes you sad all of a sudden, um, all the different triggers, whether it be like good or bad. It's just so you can really have a little bit more self-reflection and understand it. And then therefore you can be prepared to um, control your reactions when you do come across a trigger. That's number two. The third book is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it's really about like how even the smallest changes, but if you do it on a, on a daily basis, like a, a small habit on a daily basis, it can have such an impact, such a huge impact. So atomic is like a double entendre, atomic meaning like a really small change, but also having immense energy and power. Like I think life-changing. Um, the fourth book, which is now a little bit different, um, is called Gut and Psychology Syndrome. And the idea is like how you are what you eat. And this goes over like how the different foods really kind of has an, a major effect on your body, obviously, um, but how that also closely relates to your psychology. I think that that was really interesting. Um, cool. This is by Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride. And then uh, the last one that I'll share um, is the most powerful in the room. I'm sorry, the most powerful woman in the room is you. And this is by Lydia Fennett. And, um, you know, I just thought that, you know, it was very interesting, like how you can totally control how you go about your life. Um, and you can basically make sure that you set yourself up so that you, you feel empowered when you go about different things, when you enter a room, when you take on a project. And, you know, I think that, especially since I have two girls, I'm particularly uh, protective of women. So um, I, I, I like to empower them whenever possible. Um, so again, kudos to you for doing this. You're a woman and like any anything that just basically um, evens the playing field a little bit, I support. Awesome, awesome. How about a uh, podcast? So podcast, I think, you know, I, I, I think... I'm not a big podcast person. Uh, I'm more of a visual person, but I would say 
um, there are two general platforms that I am a big fan of. And um, the first is Mind Valley. And, you know, obviously, if you want to just turn off the visual, it becomes a podcast. So Mind Valley, they have all of these like um, self-empowering courses, um, whether it be like money EQ or abundance mindset and, you know, um, you know, learning about the chakras and just basically having a, um, a whatever focus you want to like delve into, um, whether it be memory, fitness, like it's, it's, it's an amazing platform where you can just really grow significantly. Um, another platform is masterclass. So it's just masterclass.com and, um, a host of, you know, podcasts or like, you know, um, self-care courses that you can really grow tremendously from as well. And the three particular classes that I thought were just amazing in masterclass was the one by Richard Branson. Um, he gave a class on disruptive entrepreneurship as Devlin on um, turning ideas into art. And the last is Matthew Walker on the science of better sleep. And in it, it was I was really um, excited that he mentioned how um, when you are able to get your full, you know, uh, hours of sleep in that, that is when the brain lymphatics drain. And wow. I, I was, I was just happy that the lymph, the, the lymphatic system made a, made a, a, an appearance in that one podcast. That's awesome. I need to, I'm going to listen to that or, or look at that. Yes. Um, is there any question that you wish I will have asked you and you will have answered it? Um, not not necessarily, although I've said it some somewhat already. Like I would I would have liked you to ask, like, you know, why do I do what I do? Like why do I why did I take on the NLN? And you know, I, I think um I think the best thing that anybody and everybody can do is to find their unique way of making the world a better place. You know, because like there are just so many causes, right? There's so many things that the world needs, like whether it's being a, an environmentalist or being, you know, wh whatever it is, but, um, but you just have to find what really inspires you and really sparks you and then following that path and then doing your little bit to make this world a better place. And if we all did that, what an amazing place it can be, is, will be, could be better, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Will you tell, um, our audience, I know that, um, is NLN doing things with patients as well? Like anything besides professionals, things that can be offered to patients? Yeah, you know, uh, well, see, th that's the thing, right? We we are here for the patients. Ultimately, we are. Um, and, you know, if there's information that's needed, they can, you know, reach out to us. But I guess, you know, for us, we we figured that if we can reach the lymphedema therapist, they in turn each are able to help hundreds, if not thousands, of patients. But patients are definitely welcome to you know to reach out to us if they need information, if they need a a booklet, um, if they need to find a therapist, and we do get a lot of calls on like you know trying to find a therapist that is most local to them. So we're here for the patient and ultimately that's why we exist. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you know, we're always on, we're always trying to innovate and trying to do new things. And so if patients have an idea in terms of what we can do to better serve them, we're totally open. Awesome. Um, 
Yeah. So the, like the, the one thing that we're really working on right now is we're starting to put together um, a research committee where um, we will then uh, accept grant applications. So we're going to start a, a separate um, fund that is just for research. So people who want to make donations and 100% of it goes to research. And then all of that will then be disseminated to people who um, put in for grant applications. And so, um, you know, again, that, that's not exactly directly for the patient, but again, ultimately it is. And, uh, but, but that was just an example of how we're always on the lookout for new programming and new ideas and new ways that we can better serve our community. Excellent. And th no, that's awesome. And, and then it's a good point, right? I mean, for years, a lot of physical therapy was like really hard to find evidence, right? Yeah. And now we're becoming, we're still not the best on it, but we're still coming better and better in going back into research to be able to justify all the great outcomes we see, right? Because we see yeah. outcomes all the time. It's always anecdotal. But sometimes when you go back and look in research, it's like, well, you know, this research was not really conclusive, but yeah. you know that you do this every day and the amazing results that you see every day yes. is great. But yeah, so we so glad that you guys are doing that because it's very well needed in the community. Yes. Well, like, well, you, did, that. you did great. Thank you so much for being here Thank with you. me today. And, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I, I hope I was able to impart something that will be meaningful and useful and, or inspiring. But um, but thank you so much for having me. I'm totally humbled by the invitation and um and I look forward to seeing you soon in person, dearly. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Have a good thank evening. You. Bye. Cheers, everyone.